there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Congrats if you tailed David Hess yesterday at under nine in the Red Sox game. He's on a sick run with his MLB totals. He's giving out another free MLB play today. And get it free if you text VEASAN to area code 320-350-3500. Winners and whiners, David Hess, text VEASAN to 320-350-3500. Reminder, I love this. William Hill does it every day. Will there be a grand slam today? $1.10. Will there be a no-hitter? Yes, is 20 to 1. They do it every day. That is great. How many no-nos are we going to get this year? I think more of the way hitting's going right now. <laughs> Maybe set that number at three and a half. Did they actually leave the guy in? How well, many times will that happen? Right. Too? No kidding. Yeah. Okay, so we will spend time today talking about uh, player props, um, draft position props with the NFL draft, with plenty of guests coming up in the next two hours. That's where we will begin this hour as well. And when you look at some of these props that are available at certain books, like they do have you know, the Giants and Jets who, by the way, what do we have, like six teams with multiple picks in the first round, Jets and Giants each picking twice in the top 10. And the shortest shot on the board to go number four to the Jets is Thibodeau at two to one. Yeah. Is he going to be there? Is he? <laughs> I say no. Is he off the board by number two? Nope. He's, he's the favorite to go to uh, the, the Lions at number two now. A lot of people think he'll go to the Lions at two. And Dettelier thinks he'll go. He said he'd go three to Houston. Right. I mean, this, and he's the favorite to go four. 
Hello. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to talk to our Jets guy coming up, too, about the, the Jets could trade back. The Jets could make a move for a big wide receiver before this thing even starts. Right? Could Who both knows? teams trade back? That, that's possible. He's all, Tibbs is also minus 250 to go top five now. <laughs> oh, boy. I will say this. Do we have the talent at the very top of the draft this year where teams would be enticed to want to trade up and draft them? Up? No. I don't think so. That's, no. that's where it could be nope. a problem for a team like the Jets or Giants to say, hey, these picks are available. Anybody want them? Yeah. And they're going to be like, nah, we're going to pass. That's the thing about where the Jets are at. I mean, four and ten. Is it too early to take? A, it's too early to take the wide receiver at four, and then you'll see the run on the wide receivers probably go at ten, but maybe you could trade back and then... You can't, Sauce won't be there at 10, so then do you take him at 4, or do you try to trade back? I mean, I, I, cause the Giants might take him at 7. Sure. I mean, that that's it's kind of weird where the Jets are and how it could play out in fall. and fall. And maybe I'm wrong on that, Paul. Maybe a guy like Gardner is the player that will interest enough teams to maybe say, you know what, I, yeah. I don't want to let, I can't wait until number 9, let's yeah. say, if you're the Seahawks. I want to trade up to, like, number 5 yeah. and get him. Or the Jet, maybe the Jets take Johnson and wait till the second round and get out because the Jets have so many picks, and they take a wide receiver then. As Dettelier said yesterday, he thinks eight could go in the first round, but there's going to be so many guys available second round, too. That sure. They could do that. Who, maybe, who knows? Maybe they, they try to uh, get the Hail Mary and work out a big trade. Yeah, so for the record, at number four overall, again, Jets, Thibodeau's 2-1, to one, Gardner's 3-1, to one, Ikwanu, offensive lineman, 6-1, to one, and then Trayvon. Is Trayvon Walker going to be there at four? It, see, nah. I, I can't get a read on him. And I, by the way, again, I'm not convinced Hutchinson's going to go number one overall. If Walker doesn't go top two, it feels like he could maybe slide a little bit? Question mark? Um, and then the uh, Giants pick at number five overall. Iquanu is yeah. three to one. So is Neal. Gardner is plus 350. Then Charles Cross suddenly is five to one to go fifth overall. And I, maybe Thibodeau's still there at six to one. What are the, it, what are the Giants doing? Uh, it's going. They're going offensive line and then defense, or could they trade back? Could they go cross that early? Uh, and there you you see it right uh, now at DraftKings. Offensive lineman is minus one twenty to the Giants. Yes. They need so many things. They, you know, this is going to be the mo for every single team picking basic. How, how much help do you think the Falcons need? And they have one pick at number eight. Yeah. They probably need more help than anybody. They would probably love to bail and punt on number eight and to gobble up a bunch of other picks. But again, I don't know if that's going to be there. Some of these um, exactas that you can bet, for example, the Giants at number five and seven, you can bet on this. Gardner and Cross is plus 950. Gardner and Neal, plus 950. And they, you know, some books put up just a ton of different options that they can go with at number five and number seven for folks in that area of the country to really have some fun with the draft. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. And I, I don't know. Look at uh, you know the, the props about who's going to be the wa- first wide receiver selected uh-huh. and also who goes 10th. I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Williams is the first wide receiver. Well, but you who, know, who's the first wide receiver? And then what do the Jets do at 10? Uh, the the uh, Stingley stuff. I've seen 9.5. I've seen 11.5. I see Mock still having him going number 12 to the Vikings, which I can't imagine is going to happen. I hope not. My wallet's talking yeah. right now. <laughs> Under 11 and a half on him. Uh, I did bet, I found this yesterday in Las Vegas, I did bet over six wide receivers first round. Minus 105. Yeah, uh, Drew, what, six? 
over six minus 105. Okay. You were asking for that earlier. DraftKings has six and a half over 120. They put that up. Plus 120. No, minus. Minus 120. Yes, they do. Oh, if you can find minus 120, six and a half. Yep. If you can find six, it's, it's available at Station Casinos here in Las Vegas. At minus one, I got to bet it again. Five and a half, it's out of control. I mean, it's, it's 380 now. It's 380, yeah. yeah. And that's probably only going to go higher. Uh-huh. And by the way, I did bet Dotson to go under 32 and a half. That was minus 140 yesterday. But basically, I paid, is he going to be a first-round pick at minus 140? And he's one of the five, six, seven receivers that can go in the first round. Yep. DraftKings has over two and a half quarterbacks, minus 250. Uh, Boyd here in town has under three and a half, minus 175. DraftKings also has uh, no running backs, minus 190 in the first round. Well, we have a team late take a stab at a running back. I can't see it. I'm with the Tillier. Yeah. I think the Chiefs kind of shocked the world a couple of years yeah, ago when they took true. Edwards Alaire, yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, because he was, I think, was he not long odds to go as the first running back overall? I think he was. And people didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And then our buddy Mike Pritchard's like, yeah, you know, they actually were looking at him for more, more than a year. They liked the guy that much. So um, Caesars has three on the quarterbacks. They put three up. One twenty. That, that's also what state stations have. That's the, the same number. Yep. They have wide receivers five and a half minus three fifty. Again, I've seen higher. They have Wilson nine and a half over one sixty. Stingley's nine and a half there. Sauce to be the first corner is now five dollars. That was three not that long ago. Uh but yeah, because I grabbed uh, Stingley and I think plus two sixty to go number one uh as the cornerback taken. Where's Willis going? No idea. We'll talk to Mike Pritchard coming up about Atlanta at eight. But if, if Atlanta doesn't take them, then it's then well, the fun begins. And you're right, Pickett's now twelve and a half at uh, at DraftKings and other spots with yeah. his draft position. A lot of people still have Willis going number nine to the Seahawks. I guess I could see that. If he doesn't go top ten, if he doesn't go eight to Falcons, nine to Seahawks, then what? Is he going to slide? They re-upped with Geno Smith, though. And they say and, they and, like Locke. And they like Locke. So <laughs> I really, I don't think, I would not be, I'm not, I'm not going to bet, because you can bet this here in Las Vegas, too. Like, where's he going to go? I'm not yeah. going to bet the Seahawks. Yeah. Not going to do it. So if he starts to slide and no quarterbacks are off the board, I think maybe that that bet of, um, sorry, uh, Ritter to be the first quarterback taken becomes maybe a little bit, it's lively at that point, where a team could be like, yeah, we had Ritter number one overall on our board the whole, whole time, and so now we're going to make a move for him is, you know, make him the first quarterback taken. Because I don't think a lot of teams are in love with, with Willis or Pickett. 31.5 at William Hill, 28.5 at DraftKings with Ritter. 28.5. You can still find 31.5 here in town plus money. Yep. Where's the corral? I can't, I didn't see that. He's minus money to go first round. Wow. I mean, the Tillier couldn't have been stronger on that. That was he was adamant about it yesterday. Adamant Corral's going round one. Yep. And he keeps getting calls on him and and because the, the the Kiffin thing too about he knows quarterbacks. Right. I do like uh if you missed it yesterday, Mike Detillier does puts together a draft guide. He's been doing he works for WWL in New Orleans. He told us on the air he's been, you know, covering the draft basically for like thirty six years. He told us a couple things. First, Dar- uh Stingley is the third best player he's ever seen at LSU. Again, he's been doing this for almost forty years. Um he also said that when he's involved in these player camps and you have 400 players at a camp with 250 that want to be a wide receiver, tied into mm-hmm. what the demands have now turned into for a wide receiver in the NFL, pay me $25 million a year, 
and teams are going to be like, nah, that's good. We're not going to give you your second contract. Teams are going to be hitting the reset button at wide receiver a lot. And if you've noticed now, it's been a never-ending cycle in wide receiver, that position available um, for the last three or four years in the NFL. And that's why so many get taken in the first round. That's not going to change anytime soon. And he he likes seven. Maybe he made the case for eight wide receivers to go. And I saw... He, oh, yeah, and, and Pickens is 36 and a half. And I saw a nice plus money on him yesterday to go first yeah. round. He says he's got a ton of calls on him, too. Correct. Uh, I did find this. The third quarterback, Corral plus 450. Intrigued? What do you think? Did it break that way? I think he could actually go higher than third, though. That's the thing. Plus 450 if he's a third quarterback selected. What's he? Did you see second? Yeah. I did not see that. Okay. Well, uh, so Ritter must be the favorite to be the third quarterback taken then. Hmm. Well, that's Mike broke it down yesterday. Who's to say Pickett doesn't fall? I, I, that's the one. I think he is going to fall. Yes. Yeah. All that steam or all that talk about him going to the Panthers at number six. I was uh, tread lightly with that. I can't. I think that we've moved past that. I, I think people will still have that mark. No way. I, that's I what I think, I, too. I can't see it. Yeah. I can't I, see it anymore. I don't, I don't really care about the connection that he yeah. has to the to Matt Rule, the owners, whatever it is. I, I just, I'm, yeah. Nope. McAdoo with the slip as well. Yeah. Come on. Yep. Uh, it is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we will get into tonight's NBA card. It happened for only the ninth time in the past quarter century. This will tell you exactly how tough it was to pull this off. Details on it coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. First bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. VSEN.com slash horses for details. Bonus code Vegas1000. Okay, so how difficult was that to pull off last night for the Memphis Grizzlies? Good tweet from John Schumann. Covers the NBA. Awesome numbers from him. Prior to last night, teams were 380 and 8. That's 98% in the playoffs after leading by at least 25 points over the past 26 years, for which we have play by play data. I was surprised it was that many losses. So so was I. Yes. But they in play. Yep. At the highest point last night, it was 9:21 p.m. Eastern time. The Grizzlies. Got the plus 18 and a half, globally speaking, and 18 to 1 on the money line. But you said earlier, Caesars offered 35 to 1 on the Grizzlies yep. to come back and win the game. Down 23 with a minute 52 left in the third quarter. Minnesota scored 14 points the rest, in a 13 52 stretch. Yeah, the rest of the way. Um, three of 17 in the fourth quarter. The 25 point differential in the fourth quarter was tied for the largest in the in the a road game in postseason history. Yeah. I mean, that just, everything has to go wrong. And, uh, Taking ill-advised shots. I cannot believe the 21 to nothing run and no timeout yep. by Finch. It's it just uh, mind-boggling. I can't believe, well, blowing 20-point leads twice, but also 12 points in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. Yes. Now, also, yes. Mar- Mar- I don't care that Moran had a tri- triple-double. Yeah. He did not play well. He did not have a good game. He was 5 of 18 from the court. He forced way too much stuff. But it wasn't just him, and he acknowledged, like, after the game, hey, thanks to our role players tonight, man. Pretty much, you know, the same message, uh, same thing I've been saying all season, you know, about my teammates. Um, They deserve, you know, a lot of more respect and, you know, recognition for what, you know, they do for us on the floor. Uh, Like you said, you know, us three struggled, but that's why we got, you know, this guy alongside of me and, you know, the rest of our teammates to, you know, be there to pick us up. And, you know, that's why, you know, we're really the deepest team in the league and, you know, we're so good. Here's what I want to do. I want to be able to – I want to bet on – Cats fouls per game and Jaron Jackson's fouls per game. Make it like three and a half over minus 150. I'll bet it every single time. Mm-hmm. Ja, well, Ja, you have to trust these guys more. 
You know, you are the deepest team in the league, but they were awesome without you. So Bain and these other guys, oh, I mean, yeah. get him involved. And, Boy, he's deadly. I mean, yes, Bain saved their bacon. He was great with 26 points. But it's, yeah, you're jacking a lot of shots. Right. It wasn't your night. Facilitate. Get other guys involved. And your, your, your point again, I mean, five fouls on Towns. That is three times now where he's had more fouls than field made field goals. Awful. This is ridiculous. Six eleven. I mean, you just you can't be caught with your hand in the cook jar. But this has been a problem since the All Star break that he leads the league in fouls, and right. that was the other thing too that Minnesota allows their opponent to shoot so many damn free throws. But that's just, uh, I mean, I mean, Barkley was just ripped them apart. Dumb team, dumb as rocks. Coach, everything what they're doing, but the meltdown. To be outscored 37-12 to 12 in the fourth quarter. You're 3 of 17. The last shot went in. Okay. They, they had nine points until the corner three with a minute left. This is a great tweet from uh, Tom Sawicki. Up 21 points. Minnesota, on its next seven possessions, shot seven three-pointers. Oh! Zero offensive rebounds. And as he points out, officials are blowing the whistles like traffic cops in, in the playoffs and <laughs> nobody attacked the rim. Yes. The yeah, great observation. It is. It is. I, 39 in the first, 32 in the third, and then you got the 12 in the 12. Too much talent for that to happen. Agreed. Now, what do you think of the Brian Mahoney tweet? Golden State blows out whoever wins this series. Oh, I can't get there with that. I can't get there either. No. Blows out Memphis? I can't, no. Memphis will have home court, and I think Memphis, give them some time, they'll be able to figure it out. I blow still, out Still getting now. used to Ja coming back, and the chemistry was, so, at least the uh, on-court Chemistry was so good. They were, I mean, remember, they, they eviscerated Phoenix when they sat everybody in one of those games. So they're still trying to figure some stuff out, it appears, though. Well, uh, what does he mean by well, blowout? I guess like, like a five-game series? Every game is uh, no, lopsided? Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Now, right. who, who was this directed at, by the way? Because Joker last night was awesome, 37-18. Mm-hmm. and 18. He got some help from his teammates, but they just they couldn't put up with, you know, keep up with Golden State because they were so good offensively again. So this is uh, Draymond Green after yet another win for the Warriors, and uh, he's like talking about certain guys, they don't step up in the postseason. Everybody not made for the playoffs. And I don't know if y'all can see that um, around the league, but you look around the league, everybody just not cut out for the playoffs. And, you know, GP is is showing that with his toughness and, you know, with, with the mindset that he has, you know, you, you come out and you do what you do, but... You know, you got to give credit to guys who show up in the playoffs because it's, it's just not a normal thing around this league. You look around and some guys that you think are guys are not guys in the playoffs, and that's just um, that's just what it is. I actually wonder, because the game started two and a half hours. Talking about Towns. The, the Wolves game started two and a half hours before the Warriors tip last night. Were they watching the game last night? And that was his observation from Cat. Yeah. I bet you that's what it was. Uh-huh. He said, across the league, Yep, it was not directed at somebody from the Nuggets last night because the others actually played well for, for Denver. Mm-hmm. I think that was a shot at yeah. Carl Anthony Towns right across yeah. the brow. because Gordon finally played well, too. Yeah, he had right. 18 and 12. Yep. Uh-huh. The other thing is, is the run by Poole. This is also historic. Back-to-back-to-back games, 25 points and 60% from the floor. Only guy to do that, only guard since uh, 77. And then can he do it again in game four? That's only happened... Anyone, regardless of position, Shaq and uh, Anthony Davis, and they are three and a half in Game Four, yeah. and I think they uh, get out the broom, which was which was eight to one, if they uh, sweep them. If only the Warriors could draft well. <laughs> they don't even play the kid, Kaminga. Yeah, they don't even play him. Man, Isn't that something? Yes, it yes, is. it is. He's like terrific. Uh huh. Can't even get any playing time. Uh huh. 
uh, it's it is something else. But no, I, I think the Grizzlies, if they win this series against Minnesota, I think they would stack up and make it competitive. But blowing out, I don't I don't see that one happening. High scoring, uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be a great series. That would be fun. You're on uh, the Hawks tonight. Yeah, I like Atlanta. Yeah. I think they saved their season, or at least, uh, well, for the time being, rather. They are they've won ten of eleven at home and twenty of twenty three. Uh, they got to stop with the turnovers. The turnovers have been too much in the first couple games, and I think they'll contain Butler. Thirty three points per game in the first two. That remember that's a two point game late, and then he went off again, and then forty five. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't expect maybe the others to play as well as they have been at home with Miami. So season on the line. A team that went to the conference finals last year, I think you'll see. It doesn't work this way all the time, but I think Trey Young working the officials. I think he'll get some calls tonight. You think so? I think it's going to go his way. I think I think it'll work about saying, "Hey, come on, what can I do here?" They're following me. They're not calling stuff, but I think he'll get to the line. I think he'll go over his prop, twenty-seven and a half, and Atlanta will get there. Yeah, well, he should have got there last game. He had eighteen at the half. It was twenty-five and a half. He had twenty-five, right. and uh, he fell apart down the stretch. The other two games, I don't have a clue. I mean, this is hard. With Middleton out, which you not maybe not a, a big deal, but um, in the next series it will be. But I'm pleasantly surprised by the Bulls here. I did not see this coming. After game one. Full credit to that team. After game one, Milwaukee, to, to if you laid a game and a half in the series, a points bet, it was almost $8. I mean, think about that. Right. And they swept them during the regular season. They're up 16 in game one. That, that was right there. It should have told me something. They're up 16. They blow it. The big three stunk for Chicago, and they had the lead. Could have won the game. Oh, well, I'll give you another one. Remember, the opening number at DraftKings for the series spread was Milwaukee minus two and a half games. Opened even money. Before you could we blink, got to, it got to $2. minus $2. Right, right. So now they got to take care of every other game for you to right. cash that ticket. There's certainly enough, though. You have Holiday. You have Lopez. He was great in the other game. You got the freak. So there's enough there. Even Matthews can knock down threes, give you the bow and arrow. Uh, but they they had no problem with them in the regular season. And then I got to see what the Suns look like tonight, too. Now, I, I have more confidence in the Suns just because it's also the opponent. I mean, let's be real. The Pelicans were, were 12 games under 500. That was also, I mean... Well, the McCollum trade was late. A very, sure. slow, a very slow start to the season, and then they're a totally different team now than what they were, you know, the first few months. Yeah, but that was embarrassing in game two. Get back on defense. You can't lose that game at home. But you have uh, CP3. I want to see a big performance out of Aiton. His props, 19 and a half. Points, rebounds, and assists is 32.5. And, and you're right. This is when you need a guy like Bridges. This is where you need a guy like Crowder. Yep. And you should be able to take this team out. Take one of the guys, neutralize one yep. of the guys, named either McCollum or Ingram. I kind of want to bet both teams on the money line tonight, Milwaukee and Phoenix, based on what could be a, you know, a major overreaction. Losing one player. And again, the numbers for Holiday and Freak when they're on the court, when Middleton is off, plus 7.8 with a net rating over the years. So they've been really, really good with no Middleton. What's it like for a full game? Uh, I guess we're going to find out tonight. But also, I, I think the Suns are so good. Now, I know you're you're wiping away your best player from that team and one of the best in the entire NBA for the next two games, but they have a lot of other parts. Yeah. And I, I think guys like Cam Johnson uh, will step up. Cameron Payne tonight will play well off the bench. I, in fact, i got to try to find a Cam Payne prop here this morning. I didn't see it earlier an hour ago, but we'll see if it's popping yet at this point. Um you know, the, the two NBA Finals teams from a year ago. Oh, God. And now laying small numbers on the road without some of their best talent. Um, yeah, imagine that. How good is tomorrow? You going to move from the couch tomorrow? No. 11 a.m. Pacific time. It goes all the way until, like, probably 9.30, 10 o'clock tomorrow night mm-hmm. with the four games. And I can't, you know the game that I can't wait to watch maybe the most? I can't. Utah-Dallas. Oh, this is fun. 
Can't wait to watch that oh, game well, tomorrow. Brunson's playing and just bombs away in the pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 211. 211's too low for that total. And the other one, what do you expect out of, out of Minnesota? Uh, oh, God. How do you respond? How do you come back after that? NFL draft up next, specifically what the Jets are doing with picks 4 and 10. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, including blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer table games. And just this week, they paid out some huge wins. A player bet $4 and won $22,000 on Locket Link Nightlife. Another player bet $5 and won $33,000 on 300 Shields Extreme. Download the DraftKings Casino app today. New customers claim a deposit bonus up to $2,000. Plus, they start you off with up to $50 in free credits. Just for signing up, download the DraftKings Casino app and use code VEASAN to claim the offer. Casino.DraftKings.com for full details. Andy Vasquez joins us now to talk J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 on the clock at 4 and 10 from USA Today and NorthJersey.com. Appreciate the time, sir. Uh, Let's start with the trade scenario here. Could they trade back and and maybe go uh, wide receiver with one of the picks? Or could they make a trade before the thing even starts and gets one of the one of these big name wide receivers that could be out there. Well, absolutely. I think anything is possible, and that's what makes this draft so fascinating. And the position that the Jets are in so fascinating because they've, you know, built up these assets for all these years, and now they have a chance to to kind of use them either to make themselves better in the draft. And, and there's a lot of pressure because they need to be significantly better. We're going into Joe Douglas's third pull-off season as general manager. Uh, this team has won six games in the last two years. That's not going to really fly moving forward. So he has to find players that make a difference now, and I, that's why I think it is possible if if the 49ers do start, start taking offers on a guy like Debo Samuel or something, they have the ammunition to get it done and still make some picks in this draft. So it, it is fascinating. Yeah. I think trading down from number four and even number 10 is going to be more difficult this year than in years past, because there's not a quarterback that anybody's going to probably go up and get there, especially out five. Yeah. But, but I would say if you're looking at those two picks, number 10 is more likely to be traded down because maybe at that point, somebody would want to go up and get a quarterback. Yeah. And by mm-hmm. the way, I was going to say, and to parlay what you said of Debo Samuel into this, they, they would not give up the number four for Debo Samuel, but would they give up the number 10? And then maybe other picks for Debo, or is that even too high? I mean, I think it's a discussion, but I, it's it's. I think they would like to not give up those two picks, but mm-hmm. again, it's a different situation. And, and the deal that they agreed to for Tyreek Hill with the Chiefs, they had given up both their second round picks, and then they did a third round pick swap. Um, I think it's going to take more than that because Debo could be under contract for the next three years. You know, when you go with the final year of his rookie deal and then two franchise tag years. So the 49ers don't have to trade him unless it gets really ugly. And I think that's why they'd probably have to give up that number 10 pick. And and there's an argument there. I mean, a very strong argument that Debo is going to be better ever than any guy you're going to get at 10 as a receiver in this draft. Yeah. Good points. So what do you think happens at four? Assuming they keep the pick because four is too early to take a wide receiver I imagine, yeah, I imagine I 10. Okay, so 10's wide receiver, I would think. So uh, is it Sauce? Because you can't wait either, too, because Sauce won't be there at 10. So how do they play it? I, it's it's really hard to forecast because it's, it's 
so unpredictable at the top of this draft. I think if you get an edge rusher there, because they need an edge rusher badly, if one of the top guys is still available, like Thibodeau or, I mean, Hutchinson doesn't seem like he's going to fall, but you never know, mm-hmm. or, or Trayvon Walker. I mean, if one of those guys is there, I think the Jets are probably going to go with an edge. If not, they could go with Hickey. I could definitely see them doing offensive tackle, and they could do cornerback, or they could do Kyle Hamilton as well. Um, with cornerback, if, if you kind of look, I, my instincts are that they won't go cornerback that high in the draft because they kind of have a history of wanting to develop cornerbacks. And, and in Robert Sala's system, he hasn't relied on a bunch of like big name cornerbacks outside of uh, Richard Sherman for a couple of years there with the 49ers. But his, they, they believe that their defense can get it done without like an elite cornerback. But it's possible because Sauce is, is such a next level type talent where you could see him being that lockdown guy. So I, I'm sorry. I'm not giving you more clarity. No, that's, that's right. You know what? There's, that, just, that, there's just so many options, man. Andy, that's a great nugget that you brought up. Uh, Salah and his, his past with the 49ers, not needing a big name cornerback. He'd rather prefer an edge guy. But then if it goes right. one, two, three, if it goes Hutchinson, Walker, Thibodeau, and all three of those guys are off yeah. the board, is it going to be offensive linemen then? I mean, I think it could be just because you, if you look at the Jets situation beyond this season, they have Mikai Becton under contract, obviously, but their other starting tackle, George Fant, his contract is up. And, and then they don't really have a lot of depth. So GMs aren't just drafting for this next season. They're drafting for the future. If you get a guy like Icky there, you have, if Mikai Becton comes back and plays great and is healthy, then you have a little bit of a problem this season, but it's a good problem to have because you have two starting tackles for the next decade, potentially. And you've got an insurance policy. If Mackay Becton misses a ton of time again and isn't going to work out. So I think that's kind of an underrated area where they, it would make a lot of sense for them to draft an offensive tackle there. If they, the guys they don't want are on the board edge or you know, if another guy like maybe Kyle Hamilton doesn't intrigue them there for, because I think there is an argument for taking Kyle Hamilton that high, even though he's technically safety isn't viewed as that premium position. I think that's kind of changing as the league gears more toward, you know, an aerial attack seemingly with every year. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Andy Vasquez, our guest, covers the Jets, beat reporter, NorthJersey.com and USA Today. Who's the top wide receiver, you think? Who, who, who they, would they take at 10? How would the pecking order? Man, it's that's another tough question. I like Drake London out of USC, especially for the Jets, because they don't have... I mean, Corey Davis is a big guy, but London's a little bit faster, uh, bigger catch radius. I, I think they could use him in the red zone, and I think he also has enough speed, and with that 6'4", 6'5", frame, to really be a vertical threat. So I think he's kind of the perfect complement for what they already have on the receiving in the receiving room with Elijah Moore uh, and some of the other guys there. I think he's kind of a change up who would be good for them. But then you look at Garrett Wilson and the guy, man, he, he makes a lot of tough catches. He's electric after the ball and, and the Jets offense is all about getting the guys the ball in space with room to make guys miss. So a guy like that, that's why they went after Tyreek Hill, a guy like that who can make guys miss and catch the ball you know, already at top speed. 
they can be devastating in this offense. So there's arguments for both of those guys. I would prefer to go with London because I think he brings a skill set that the Jets don't really have right now. But you could make arguments for either one of them and Jameson as well uh, out of Alabama. I mean, he's the injury is a question, but he's also an explosive player as he's proven. What's the pick? Let's say it's Thibodeau at four. And then maybe they want to take a wide receiver in the second round. You mentioned all the picks they have. What would they do at 10 then? Because is that in play? Don't go wide receiver? Well, I think, um, I mean, I think if they, they could also wait until the second round to try to get one of the wide receivers there. And then I think you bring a bunch of things into play. I mean, linebacker, I can't come up with the, the names at the top of the draft off the top of my head, but they have a need at linebacker. Uh, you if Kyle Hamilton's there at 10, I think that's a no brainer, especially mm. okay. no, no matter what you do at, at, at number four, because I, I think he's clearly a top 10 talent and a guy who's going to be really good for a long time. So that, that could be an option. And then you could be looking at a cornerback there. If, if one of the guys is still on the board. So uh, I, I think most likely if they go offense first, they'll go defense with the other one. But that, that's probably my best guess on that. Okay, very good. You can follow Andy on Twitter. He's at Andy underscore Vasquez. Covers the Jets for NorthJersey.com and USA Today. Andy, thanks for the time today. We appreciate that. Awesome, guys. Thank you for having me. Appreciate uh, it. That's what I think they do at number 10. Okay. If Hamilton is still there okay. yeah. or if Stingley is still there, I think they gobble up one of those two guys. And then Salah can go back-to-back defense, potentially. If it's that's if they too. have Thibodeau that's slide fit. to like four. Okay, yeah. Thibodeau, one of those guys at 10, wide receiver, second round. I think that would be their dream case scenario. But I don't think... Uh, Can I get Debo? I'll I'll give up 10 for Debo. Oh, I would think long and hard about that, for sure. (laughs) I I would, right now, ask me yes or no, I say yes, I give up 10 for Debo. Do it for Metcalf? No, I would not. A.J. Brown? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. We're all in for the draft coverage. It's right here in Vegas, less than a week away. Draft preview show this Sunday, 6 p.m. Tim Murray and Sean King will break it down. Brent Musburger's on. Michael Lombardi, Mike Golick. Sunday, 6 p.m. exclusively on VEASAN. And download our NFL betting guide. $10 for the draft guide. Best bets, mocks, everything you need to score big this season. VEASAN.com slash draft for more info. FTM at VEASAN.com is the email here. FTM at VEASAN.com. By the way, the newsletter. We're going to do our picks later on in the show. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter as well. You get the uh, daily best bet emails every single day right to your inbox. Bam. Beeson.com slash subscribe. Up next, what did the Mike Tyson airplane video have to do with sports betting? I will try to explain that coming up. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. 
love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, they have daily and ongoing promotions that provide extra value. Download the app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21. Terms and conditions apply. We'll get to uh, top five, bottom five ROI in Major League Baseball and the NHL coming up in a few minutes. I want to go back to something that uh, we talked about on Tuesday on this show. And uh, no doubt the network was talking about this a lot. Uh, It was Adrian Wojnarowski's comments on ESPN about sports betting. And uh, since then, obviously, Woj has been eviscerated in the sports betting community. And he was, again, as I said on Tuesday, he was mostly wrong. There's a small part of it that I agree with. And he didn't even, he said it without even knowing he was saying it. Um, And I'll point that out here in a minute. But to refresh your memory, here is what Woj said on ESPN about, it's bad, it's evil, sports betting. We're going to see more of this in the league. Nothing to do with, there's a different dynamic with Kyrie Irving in Boston. Mm -hmm. But as gambling becomes more prevalent, 
in the arena, people gambling on almost everything, everything that goes on with the game, and they're drinking, players, organizations, and you talk to them, they already feel it in the arena. And when people are losing money in real time, and they're pointing to a player on the court that said, hey, I bet you to score more points in the second quarter than somebody else, and I lost. You're adding an element to that that we're not talking as much about, but is a real factor in this league. And I think you are going to see more instances of, of fans being even more vitriotic yeah. toward players in this league. And it's an issue they're going to have to deal with, but it comes, I think, with the influx of gambling money right. that everyone's going to profit off of, both players and the league and the, and the BRI. Yeah. But it's going to impact the way the relationship between fans and players in real time. And Okay, so, by the way, I, I wish they would have had somebody in the sports betting space on the panel, like a yes. Doug Kazarian, to say, now hold on a second here. <laughs> How ridiculous. Everyone's well, nodding their head in agreement. Yeah, right. Even, even players. So you're telling me Richard Jefferson never dealt with unruly fans ever in playing in the league for 20 years and at Arizona making the Final Four in a championship look, look game? What, Are you kidding right. me? Look what just happened the last couple nights. A, several bleep Kyrie chants. There was a bleep MB chant in Toronto. Correct. In Game 3. Right. I mean, right. What, what are we so, doing here? This has been going on. Before we were born, Paulie. <laughs> and again, it happens at every single NFL stadium for years, and sports betting only got past a handful of years ago. But this is the part where this is the I wanted to point this out on Tuesday, and I did. The very small fraction of what where I agreed with Woj, and again, he said it, I believe, not even knowing what he, what he said or what he meant. It was kind of an indirect thing that was uh, kind of rotating in my brain. I'm going to tie in the Mike Tyson airplane video to this, and we don't have to show it. Uh, in fact, I barely even watched it. I couldn't even get myself to watch it because I hate human beings like that. Not Mike Tyson. Good for Mike Tyson. I hope nothing happens to Mike Tyson. Come in studio, Mike. Um, there, there you see it. He's pummeling the guy that was relentlessly like going at him. And then there's a look on the dude like, oh, I can't believe what happened. Mike Tyson beat me up. He punched me in the face. He had to be intoxicated. Ha had think? to have been, right? Look at him. Oh, my okay. So well, he, he won't stop. He's, he's a complete buffoon. He's and on a, something. He's complete, complete jackass. And again... I don't know one person who would say, I'm, I'm with that guy, and I hope Mike Tyson gets in trouble. Every single person. I, did you see the Dana White video? Yes. He's like, this is what you do when he was on a plane with Mike. I think they did that yesterday. Tyson was, was on it. Was it? Yeah, he tapped him up. You're in my gets seat. Up, yep. You get up when Mike Tyson says something. You don't <laughs> give the guy crap, right? But that's the type of person that we have to deal with today in society. They, people like that moron on the plane will be like a guy who has 20 bucks on a game and has nine beers at a basketball game who gets... That's, that's exhibit A right there. You look it up in the dictionary, jackass, that's a picture of him, and that's the same person that will give players crap at a game when they got 10 bucks on it. And it's... People will say whatever they want to whoever they want, whenever they want, thinking they can get away with it without any consequences. And Mike Tyson said this, what, 35 years ago? You can, you can do whatever you want until you get punched in the face once. You think you can get away with whatever you want. Everyone has a plan. And that's, yeah. that's, as soon as I saw the video pop up, I'm like, that's, yeah, okay. it's hilarious it took place this week because that's exactly what I was talking about. Shame on Woj for not saying that the players are part of the problem, though, either. Middle fingers, F-bombs, everything. I mean, it's just... Interacting more. Yes. Not good. Take the game over, Durant. That's an innocuous comment. Shut the bleep up, yep. he said. Yep. And shame on Adam Silver. That's only a $25,000 fine. Yep. Give me a break. But it's uh, yeah, how we treat one another, too. I mean, so, so social media, just something on Twitter. You go back and forth with people. 100%. Gambling Twitter's like that. I mean, some of the stuff. Oh, gambling Twitter is insufferable. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, top, bottom. Let's start in Major League Baseball. I'll just give you the teams. We don't have enough to go on with the pitchers 
and uh, over-unders and pitchers uh, top money. Colorado leads up six units. The A's is going to yesterday. The A's are almost uh, are up 471 on the season. The Mets are plus 365. Cardinals plus 340. And the uh, Angels are plus 242. The Reds are already down eight units. Surprise, surprise, when they're on this long of a losing streak already. $100 every game on the Reds, you're down $800. Texas, six units. Phillies, down four units. Expectations, slow start. Acquisitions, right? Minnesota, $330. And Atlanta, $286. Hockey. Rangers. We got uh, less than a week left. Well, we have a week left. There's only one game on Monday. A week left in the NHL regular season. Rangers up 15 units. They got another win last night. Kings up 774. The Panthers are also up 771. The Blues, they all won last night. 754. Minnesota, 670. Worst ROI, you're down 24 units this year on the Flyers. We did that last night. We uh, Yesterday on the show, we graded the points totals, closing point totals. They were in the, what was it, low 90s? 92, I believe you said. <laughs> what yeah. do they have? Low 6 to 59 or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll get you. Blackhawks down 22 units. Montreal down 2180. Anaheim down 16 units. And again, the people that thought this would be Vegas part two. I mean, 16 units down on Seattle. Never even had a chance. Not even close. Never had a chance to go over their point total. Yep. And uh, last night, by the way, it became official. The Calgary Flames there you go. won the Pacific. And I got to tip my cap to Jeff Davis here at Circus Sports. Um... He does all the NHL stuff here, golf as well. He's just he's super sharp. Uh, before the season started, really high on Calgary. I believe he said it on the air as well. And so because of that, grabbed 18-1 to with Calgary to win their division. And that cash last night. On the Phillies, Schwarber is hitting 170 on the year. Bryce Harper, by the way, they're talking about that elbow again with him. He's hitting 220 as we speak. Hoskins, 220. And they, they were in a battle with the Rockies and... On the verge of getting swept yesterday or Wednesday until they came back to win 9 6. Yep. And now they're looking at a three game set with Milwaukee. We were talking to Dustin, our producer, and his game plan tonight and the weekend is just going to be I'll just wait till someone falls behind big and then come in. With, I mean, this is, NBA, I can't yeah. argue. I can't argue in the NBA, yeah. Last two nights, 17, 17, and 26 point blown leads. Now, did you have any interest in grabbing the Jazz last night when they were down big? I thought they were going to come back and win, though. When they had the run, I think they cut it to two. The Jazz? Before, yes. But then, you know, one to three. And yeah, another one. Yeah. No answer for Brunson. No. Nope. It's where are the adjustments, right? Where are the adjustments? You, know, you have 508. Can you guys put up 508, hey, too? It's, a fir- it's the first time in his career he went back-to-back 30-point games. Well, makes sense, yeah. Of course it does. But this is, this is big, too, because you just see there are no adjustments from Quinn Snyder. It's the same thing over and over again. In game one, it was more, we're just going to walk it up. We were last in pace, not doing anything. But this this tweet here about the tying into the net series, and even you saw Finch last night, a 21 to nothing run, no timeout. Udoka makes adjustments. He's always worried about matchups and X's and O's and what he's doing. Meanwhile, the Nets hired a guy who was their friend. Yeah. And you're not seeing any adjustments out of Nash. And it, it's unbelievable that they run that garbage on offense, and they were so creative and fun when he played. I mean, the problem isn't KD or Kyrie having a bad night. Boston makes an adjustment quarter to quarter, game to game, and and matchups. And the Nets have a guy who was hired to be friends with the players. Yep. You know, the other thing too is 
you can't say it about Towns and Jackson. It's been a problem the whole year. But the the, the, the officials, you got to cut this out. There's too much of no flow and foul. Too oh, many, the flow. Pro, too Paulie. many guys are in foul trouble. There are too many free throw attempts in these games. Uh, some of the quarters are taking like 45 yes. minutes almost to play. That first was the first quarter last night of the Grizzlies game. A, a lot of these games will have like zero flow to them whatsoever. That's that's not very fan friendly. It was the third quarter of of uh, Net Celtics game two. It was first quarter of Net Celtics game one. Yeah, you're right. Just a ton of yes. free throws and fouls. It was a never-ending parade. Like you're watching Duke. It's like what? They're uh, in the bonus like, already. It's like what? I'm watching the Sixers. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, that's sure. It's it's too much of this. I can't. Guys, I mean, let, let them, them play, play a little bit. It's yeah, but, but at the same time, when Towns and Jackson play like idiots, and yeah. they're just stumbling into everybody and coming across like ah, you know. Tomahawk chopping people in the face. It's like, you guys, yeah. uh, come on. What are you doing? Knock it off. There were several tweets about just how frustrated it is to watch Towns play. Oh, I did. Like, what are you yeah. doing? He's awesome, but I mean, it's What just, are you doing? Yep. Yep. It really is. You got. He's like, is this year number seven or eight for him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 2015, what, 16 he came in? Yeah. Yep. More NFL draft up next. Former first-round pick and current VEASAN host Mike Pritchard on the show. Could a player at this position really go as high as number three? There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.